This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High Fi Podcast. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. Yeah, Doug, we're going to catch up. It's been a while. We're at the end of January right now, and it might be a little while more before I record again because we're wrapping up on the house. We're going to talk about that. Um, we're also going to talk about some of my travels, some of your health issues. They are minor, Doug, and uh, I don't know if you know, but they have drugs for these things. I've seen them on billboards. I think Viagra might be one. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm sorry right. to go through that. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about a fest I recently did, and we're going to talk about both of our no alcohol experiments. So, yeah. Let's get into it. Where do we start, Doug? Well, let's see here. Well, before we get too deep into it, we do want to thank all of our uh, sponsors. And those are just donations out there. And we have, it's uh, technically it's buymeacoffee.com. And we'll put a link out there. But a handful of people have donated. And we appreciate it. You can go check out the details. Basically, you get like additional content if you do donate, which is pretty cool. So... Um, you can get more details there. We won't harp on it for too long, but sometimes we share pictures there that we don't share anywhere else. It's not those kind of pictures, but well, not yet. I don't think we're even allowed to share the, those kind of pictures that I'm thinking of right now, but they're normal pictures of us doing things that we enjoy. Carl uh, wrote a nice sort of monologue, a nice um, thing about Mr. Money Mustache just extra stuff out there. So check it out if you do want to help support the show. And other than that, I think we can kind of roll into it. Do you have any thoughts on the Buy Me a Coffee site there? Yeah, we owe a couple people t-shirts. Uh, Eddie and Travis of Downshift Financial, thank you for your support. That uh, They run a firm that helps early retirees get their money straight. What are they? They're What are those terms? CFAs? Like they're the fawn advisor people, and but they specialize in early retirees. So they're pretty cool. And we owe them a t-shirt. We will get you your shirt soon. Thank you for your donation, Eddie and Travis. All right, let's roll into it. So Carl, you have uh, quite a few things you've been up to. I've been honestly kind of lazy here recently. I mean, there's some things I have been doing, which I'll talk about, but it's not as exciting as what you've been up to. So yeah, let's kick it off. Yeah, I guess the first one in 2022 was a, was a pretty bad year for a lot of us. We had inflation, the war, all these not good things happening. And I was looking at our money, I think in 2022, our portfolio was down like something like 1.7 or 1.8, but, but it was actually down 2 million from the High point in November of 2021. So we lost, we were down $2 million from our all time high, which was kind of startling. And I didn't see that coming. But in a funny way, it actually uh, it made me happier. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. When everything was doing really good, I was super competitive. Like, oh man, I, I wonder when it's going to double again. Like, when am I going to be at this? And I kind of, put me into a toxic state, I think. I didn't really want to spend anything because I was so obsessed with this appreciation. But now that I dropped, I'm like, well, I don't care. I was playing a stupid game and I lost that game. 
but it was a game I shouldn't have been playing in the first place. So now I'm kind of, um, I've let it all go. We just booked a nice trip over our girls' spring break and we're letting the purse, pur- purse strings loose. And yeah, it feels good. I, I never thought I'd say it would feel good to lose 40% of your net worth, but yeah, I'm in a good place financially. Yeah. Yeah, and or emotionally, you, not financially, right, and financially yeah. too. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, it is fine. The thing is, there was probably a day, or and maybe even not that long ago, where you wouldn't think that you could have like a two million dollar net worth, and here you've lost you lost that much on paper, you know, and you're okay with it. Like it's just a huge amount of money, and you're like, I didn't even know I could lose that much. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I guess the one stressful part was we bought our project house with a margin loan. And when we bought it, we had like a million dollars in buffer. And and actually, if we didn't make some financial moves, we would have been called out. We would have had to sell things to, or else E-Trade would have sold them for us to repay some of that money. Um, Yeah, that was the only stressful part. But you're right, Doug, and that's a great point. Like, I never thought I'd have a million dollars in my life. So I shouldn't be sad at all about the financial state we're in. And everything was bloated to begin with. That's another point of this. Things are probably still overvalued, but a lot closer to where they should be valued. So what did you have to do with the margin loan, if you could tell us a little more? Yeah. So when we first got the margin loan as a backup plan, we got a HELOC on our house uh, and they gave us a line of credit against our house for $107,000. So... I remember sitting at the bank signing the papers for this. I'm like, you know, we're never, ever going to use this. There's no way our margin is going to drop a million dollars. And then I did the walk of shame into the uh, into the bank to take out money from the HELOC. Uh, I will say since all that happened, it's just crazy the swings in the market. We're up like 600 since January 1st. So, yeah, it's insane. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I – um. I haven't even looked like the period of time that you're talking about. Like I have not been looking at my accounts very closely. So I I don't even, I don't even know. (laughs) That's what I should be doing. Although if I didn't look, I would have been called out, but yeah. 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 You had a different circumstance. You had to look. So Doug is the more well-adjusted one here. Don't, don't look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing um, we can get into before we switch over to me, is Camp 5 Florida. So you you check that out. Tell us about it. Yeah. Our friend Chris, who was on the show, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, was going down there to give a talk. Uh, Chris, we call him the Indiana Jones of the FI community because he's done all these crazy things. Like he's uh, scuba, scuba dived for gold. Um, off the Florida Keys, he found a Torosaurus skeleton up in Wyoming, all this crazy stuff. He's a, and he's a really nice guy on top of that. But since he recorded, he got cancer. It was stage two cancer and he's okay now. But there was a period of time where he wasn't sure if he would be okay. And that's what about half of his talk was at Camp Fi. And he, he did a really good job with that. We have to get him on again. So I wanted to go down to support him. But yeah, it's pretty nice. You've been to the Florida one. They had a uh, uh, talk about side hustles with Logan Lucky. Uh, he created the Topia app with Grant Sabatier and uh, one of his side hustles, and he did this side hustle at Camp Fi is playing bagpipes. So I never thought I'd hear bagpipes at a Camp Fi, but we did. Nice. Was he um, was he a bagpipe player beforehand, or he was like, ah, oh, you know what, you know what's underserved, uh, the bagpipe. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is from Scotland. I was asking him about the bagpipes because I've always been kind of fascinated with them. And he's like, yeah, I've been playing since I was, I think, seven or something like that. And I guess it's a pretty difficult instrument to play. But uh, yeah, I-, I thought about picking up a set. You can get them on Amazon for like 200 bucks. Not a good set. He said a, a real good one is like $1,000. And I'm not willing to make that kind of commitment. But <laughs> That's pretty funny. And I, I was like, oh, I wonder if they have like starter, like, you know, they have like little, uh, or they have instruments for kids, right? So there'll be like a tiny guitar. It's usually pretty cheap. And I was like, I wonder if you can get like a small little bagpipe, you know, it's a little bit cheaper. It's for kids. Yeah. It would have like two pipes on it instead of like eight. And you're playing like hot cross buns or something like that on the bagpipes. And Did he do any like covers of contemporary songs? You're like, oh man, Nirvana. Crazy. <laughs> I actually asked him to, but we never got around to it. He threatened to bring them out and play them around the campfire, but it never happened. Maybe next time. He might be in Colorado soon. Maybe he'll do a show at the HQ if he comes out. That'll be cool. Awesome. Okay. So I'll I'll open up here with uh, the minor health issue that I had. So basically... I'll just come right out with it. I I passed out after getting out of a hot tub. So we were at an Airbnb. I can't remember, Carl, if I've told you the the long story here, but we'll get we'll go into it a little bit. We were at an Airbnb, um, you know, close by in Colorado here. And I was like, ah, I'm getting a little hot. Got out of the hot tub, passed out like a minute later, cold bumped my head. I'm going to have a big scar on my forehead here. And, uh, I think I hit my chin. So like a couple, my two front teeth got knocked loose. So they didn't come out, but they were, it was a little bloody knocked loose, like just terrible. Right. So I think I was only out for maybe like 30 seconds or a minute or something. Not long. I was like, what the fuck am I doing on the floor? I got up. I knew I was kind of hurt mouth hurt. Um, Elizabeth was still in the hot tub and I was like, Hey, I, I, I thought I, uh, just fell. I was like, I, I slipped. And then I was like, no, I passed out. I'll fast forward, went to urgent care. And they said we needed to go to the emergency room because I lost consciousness. So got a CT scan and an EKG, everything checked out. It was just from like being in the hot tub. Now, People that know me are probably thinking, Doug, you were probably smashed and hammered and you shouldn't drink in the hot tub. I wasn't. I had, I did have uh, a beer that, or a couple beers that day. I had a beer at lunch, low alcohol beer, Saison for people who care. And then I got in the hot tub or I went for a walk, like a three mile walk. Everything was fine. I ate normally that day, was relatively well hydrated. Got in the hot tub, stayed in there maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, had a beer like around that time also. So I only had two beers. And unfortunately uh, to say, I have been in hot tubs for like, you know, 30 or 40 minutes after I've had like you know, 12 pack or like drinking liquor, just really irresponsible drinking and no issue. I've never passed out before. So anyway, everything's fine, but uh, I have a tooth that is now turning dark. I'm going to have to get that fixed up. Probably have to get a root, couple root canals, most likely. And uh, I'll have this scar on my head. But otherwise, uh, I'm doing great. Oh, I guess that's better than what I alluded to, the, the, the ED. Doug does not have ED that I know of. But yeah, a couple of follow-up questions. Do 
you know what caused you to pass out? They said it was probably uh, the beer overheating, like the general. I mean, you know, you're not supposed to like drink uh, alcohol, like dilate your blood vessels or whatever. And then the, the heat makes it worse. The thing is like, I'm generally in shape. There's a chance I also like didn't drink as much water as I thought, or I like my blood sugar was low or something like that. Um, but no, they had no, no reason other than like drinking in a hot tub. So kids don't fucking drink in a hot tub. Yeah. I think you've got a lot of things going. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking my way through this. When I go in a hot tub, it's super relaxing. Relaxing, Even if you haven't been drinking, you kind of feel kind of woozy and relaxed. And sometimes if I stand up too fast, I kind of like get a little bit lightheaded. The blood rushes out of your head. So it seems just like a confluence of bad events or bad circumstances. Um, yeah. Are you going to have to have your teeth replaced then? Do you have to go through all that? or I'm, I'm not sure yet. Ugh. I'm not sure yet. So... Man, we better, uh, can we change the buy me a coffee to, to buy Doug a tooth? I, a friend just had that done and I think it was, well, his tooth was reabsorbed. I can't remember. I'm not using the right term, but I think it was like um, 2400 bucks for one tooth to have the whole thing done again. And maybe that won't happen to you, Doug. But uh, yeah, buydougatooth.com. I would not be shocked. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to talk to him. He mentioned it the other day, but I didn't know the whole story. So I'll have to like ask him about it. Um Next time I see him. Okay. So, yeah. And what, one sort of funny thing. So, the emergency room was great. It was, it was actually New Year's Eve, but it was like, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't hammered. It was nothing crazy. It was like three in the afternoon-ish when this happened. So, we were in the emergency room at like four. And, you know, they ask you questions, try to get an idea. And the doctor was like, ah, you look like you're in pretty good shape. You know, they're just trying to check um figure out reasons why you may have passed out. So, hey, you're in pretty good shape. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, he was like, what do you do? And he was asking me what I do professionally, right? He's doing uh, some just getting to know you kind of stuff and get a background or whatever. And I was like, oh, I go to the gym pretty often. <laughs> and I do some light cardio and weight training. And Elizabeth was, la she like laughed at me right there. And she's like, he's asking you what your job is, not what you do at the gym. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I am in good shape. Thank you for asking, doctor. If you need any fitness tips, just let me know. But, but it wasn't, so. Oof. Yeah. Well, maybe you need a motorcycle helmet for future hot tub adventures. I did, mint, that was one of the things I was like, I need to wear a helmet like full time. You know, <laughs> you can't be too safe. Like, oh man. Well, it's bad that happened, but I, I guess it could have been worse. Like I always think of times I've fallen, like what if there would have been, I don't know, something sticking up like a pole out of the ground that you landed on, like in a weird set of circumstances, a similar thing could have killed you somehow. Yep. But Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like. I was uh, at the gym yesterday working out, doing some stuff, and I was I like backed away because I, I know what you're talking about when you stand up quick and you get lightheaded, and that happens sometimes when I'm doing like leg exercises. So I was like doing something, and I was like, if I fall here, I'm going to hit my head on that thing, and that will kill me probably. Yeah. It won't just be like a – this was basically a surface um, – I mean, there was a bump, but largely just a surface wound and – it's okay. For the people that can't see and you're listening, I have like a 
probably like a nickel shaped scar, like I'm right on my forehead, which is, I have a big forehead, you know, it goes from my eyebrows to the back of my neck, basically. The, the good news is though, if they ever need a Mikhail Gorbachev stunt double for a movie, it could be you. <laughs> it's right in, it's right where his birthmark was, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so from here, what's next? You want to talk about your uh, your fast? Yeah, I did a three-day fast, and we had talked to our mutual friend, David Boyer, who was on the episode. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. He's like, you want to do a three-day fast sometime? I'm like, sure. And then I kind of forgot about it. So I'm on the I'm at the airport coming back from Camp Fi. He's like, hey, you want to start the fast now? I'm like, ah, okay, great. That sounds fine. And it was probably a good time because I'd eaten a lot of Camp Fi. They've got a lot of food there. And I, I let myself go a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I guess this starts right now at the airport. And uh, yeah, so I did. I That was Monday afternoon and I did not eat again until Friday. So it was a little bit over 72 hours actually. And uh, yeah, it was the first time I've ever, I've gone without 24 hours eating before, never planning, just, hey, I'm not hungry, I'm, I'm not going to eat. So this was the first time I've ever done anything longer than that. I'd say because I intermittent fast, it wasn't that difficult. I'm used to pushing myself through hunger. So this was just a longer version of that. And you find, I don't know if you've noticed this, Doug, but when you do push yourself through that, sometimes it comes in waves, like you'll feel super hungry. And then if, as long as you can push through that, it kind of goes away and then you're not so hungry anymore. But it was great. It saved a lot of money. I still haven't got the bidet hooked up. So I saved money on toilet paper. I went, uh, yeah, Monday I had a bowel movement and then it didn't happen again until Friday. And that's kind of, it's a little bit unnerving, like, but it's, it's a good life hack too, because I went from spending a... I don't know, 20, 30 minutes a day on the toilet to zero minutes a day on the toilet. I was going to say, what did you do with that extra time you found? Yeah, I exercised, I ran, I read, I meditated. It was epic. Yeah. <laughs> so what what kind of um, physical activity did you do? Did you do like some walking and stuff like that? or? Um, actually, Tuesday morning, I went to the gym. I usually work out on a fast anyway. So the fast started Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning. I did my full like, uh, push up pull up routine. And uh, I don't remember. I should, I'm going to do this again and I'm going to keep a log of it because I didn't do that. There were some other interesting things I've noted that are, or I noticed that I didn't note. So I've since forgotten. So this is super valuable. Not, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I pretty much live like normal. It was, my kids get freaked out by this, so I was kind of trying to um, hide it from them, which sounds kind of bad, but they're like, Dad, you can't not eat. You're going to die and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm going to eat. I'm just going to, I've got some work to do. I'm going to go down to the office and eat. But yeah, it, w it was a good experience. I think it reset my expectations with food. I feel like I'm even stronger as far as being able to push through hunger and resist stuff. The hardest part was actually Mindy made a pad thai like on thursday night before the fast was over and it smelled so good i'm like ah you're killing me here this is horrible this delicious food and i can't partake yeah what what did you um drink um pretty much water once in a while i had a diet mountain dew caffeine uh zero calories there uh when I was, there was one time I got super hungry that I did do that because I found the caffeine suppresses hunger. But I, I think I had two of those for the whole duration of the thing. But yeah, other than that, just water, which I guess 
is unhealthy. You're supposed to get electrolytes and other stuff. So I should have done some research instead of doing this as a spontaneous thing. Next time I'll read up on it a little bit. Yeah, I think we we had the conversation off offline before, but yeah, I was like, did you have electrolytes? And you were like, no, nah, I just drank water. And I was like, that's pretty bad. So at least, you know, you're supposed to at least have sodium, put like sea salt in your water or something to make sure your sodium balance stays in check. We're not doctors, you know, consult your professional, all that kind of stuff. But I do know you're supposed to get some salt and just like only having water, like could throw off, like maybe give you more headaches and shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I did get minor headaches. So yeah, there you go. Don't, yeah. Next time I'll read up. And I was, uh, I was on an early text thread with you guys. Um, I'm glad you didn't rope me in. Cause I would have been like, ah, oh, maybe I was like, if Carl's doing it. Um, but roughly the same time period, I think I actually did a, I didn't know you guys were doing it, but I did a 24 hour fast, which was, I haven't done it in a while. Um, I think probably few times a year I end up doing like 22, but I was like, oh, I'm going to do 24. And I was pretty hungry by the, I mean, I think we ate dinner at like 4.30. I was pretty hungry. When you were coming out of it, did you eat anything special? Or, um, like or did you just go straight to Taco Bell to get your nachos or whatever? Uh, almost we went and got a breakfast burrito. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Now, do you have a desire to do a longer fast, like a five day or seven day or something. Yeah, I think so. I would totally do that. It would be a lot easier though, without three other people in the house or at least without the kids. So if they ever go away, if they ever go to camp or go to visit their grandparents or something like that, I would probably try for it then. But I don't know if I'd do that while they're around because like I said, they freak out. I have an idea. We've talked about going on a road trip together. I think that would be pretty fun. You and I just hit the road. It's like a buddy comedy. We go out there and uh, we don't eat. So we're irritable and fucking grouchy. So it starts off like great. And then, uh, you know, an hour and a half in, we're at each other. Yeah, we'll take long. And an hour and a half in, we're like mad at each other. But yeah. we could do it. Because then think, you won't have to stop for food. You won't have to stop to go to the bathroom nearly as often. And then we would, we'd be alone. So we just have to figure out where we want to go. Yeah, we, we could film it like we go into the... The little thing at the gas station, we're like staring at those hot dogs on the rollers, like <laughs> drooling because we can't have them. I've never actually had one of those in real life, but yeah. yeah. I haven't either. Worst, worst thing, pretty much the same. Um, you know, the taquitos that will also be on those rollers? <laughs> yes. I have had those before. Are, are they any good or? I was really hungry at the time. I had them like after uh, camping for a few days. Yeah. So it was pretty good. You wonder how long that stuff stays on the roller. Like sometimes you'll see the hot dogs and I always go in there and look at them because sometimes there'll be like 12 of them on there and like four of them are like a completely different color than the other eight. And if you like want to that, which one do you go for? Do you go for the like dark one or the light one? One of them's obviously been on there for like a week or something like that. And the other one for three days or. I think you I want know. the shiniest one because I they always uh, sort of glisten in the. <laughs> fluorescent lights of the gas station. I wonder if they come spray them like every once in a while to make them more appealing. <laughs> Spritz them. Ugh. Oh, man. Okay. So you may do uh, a longer fast sometime. Any, any other big takeaways? Did you lose <sighs> any weight? So I didn't get a chance to weigh myself when it started because I was at the airport in Florida, but uh, I weighed myself the next morning and it, I went down 5.7 pounds in the 48 hours that I did weigh myself. But that's kind of false because a lot of it's just 
water waiter, you, you poop everything out and then you're not eating anything. So yeah, a lot of it comes back right away. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now, and we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about our, our weight and stuff like that. Cause we do have a, a dry January segment that we're going to talk about also, but th- that's cool. I don't know if I'll do a three day. I may work my way up to, up to that. I have thought about doing a 36 hour. Obviously I'm incrementally like working my way up. And I think just timing the meals properly, like doing a 24 versus a 36 isn't that big of a stretch. And I, I do appreciate the um, like incremental growth versus like just going for it, especially like you weren't planning for it. So I'm like, Oh, I feel like I got to mentally prepare at least for a day. Yeah. So you just, you literally were like, okay, I won't eat anymore after this. Yeah, that was it. You know, the other (laughs) thing I'll say that probably worked out in my favor is I was pretty tired. I got into Florida real late for the camp and I came back real late and there's a lot of staying up late hijinks at the camp. So I was super tired and and when I'm exhausted, I kind of lose my appetite too. So I had that going for me. I wasn't really that hungry throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Interesting. Which I just started listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast where he interviews Matt Walker, the sleep oh, guy. Yeah. It's pretty good. Have you listened to that? I did. Yep. Okay. So I'm, I'm like most of the way through, but they actually talk in that episode about not eating and, or sorry, not sleeping well and actually being hungrier. Do you remember that part? So like, if you don't sleep well, then you eat more. Okay. I haven't made it through the whole thing. So I don't think I got to that part yet. Okay, I didn't mean to spoil it for you, but it's coming. <laughs> okay. So, huh. yeah, and they theorize um, some stuff in there, but I won't go into it. It's beyond the scope, but maybe we could talk about it some other time. Yeah, so, okay. Cool. All right. So, I'm going to I'm gonna hop ahead to a couple things that I've been up to. So, you know, you went to Camp Fi, you did some other stuff, you got some house things we're going to talk about also. I've been pretty domestic, so... As many people know, I homebrew beer and I, I enjoy fermenting things and just kind of like the process, but I am dry right now. So I'm not drinking in January. Uh, passing out is kind of a good catalyst to make you just be like, oh, you know what? I want to keep my wits about me. So doing dry January, which we'll talk more about, but on the point of like fermenting stuff, I was like, ah, I'm going to make some fermented hot sauce. So I fermented some peppers and made jalapeno hot sauce, which you had some of that, right? Yeah, it was great at the HQ. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it's kind of, thanks. It's kind of tasty and I've never fermented hot sauce before, but I know it was pretty straightforward. I used to bake bread all the time, but I cut back on bread because it, you know, goes right to my hips. And I love bread so much that I'll just eat the whole damn loaf. And it's so good to have like, you know, fresh bread. But I decided I was going to uh, bake a little bread. So I have uh, some, some dough in the refrigerator and I've been baking a couple loaves, which has been fun. Been trying not to eat too much and make sure it's kind of a special occasion. Time it with a hard workout maybe. And then finally, the last fermentation related thing is um, sauerkraut. You ever make that? Ever? No, but I love sauerkraut. Well, I have a, a whole cabbage heads worth. So maybe I could send you home (laughs) with some. So I made some sauerkraut last week and it's really easy to make. You just, you know, slice up some cabbage. I got organic cabbage. So sliced it up thin. You put some salt on it, kind of crunch it up. So it's, uh, 
wilty and stuff like that. And then you put it in a mason jar and you let it sit for like a week or two. And uh, then you have sauerkraut after that. So we have sauerkraut and I, we had like a German meal last night with like some, you know, some sausage and peppers and Elizabeth made some uh, German bread kind of thing. So, oh man, that sounds so good. Did it taste like the sauerkraut you buy at the store? Was it different? Cause I know they put like sodium binitrate in there, I think is the thing to preserve it. Uh, it, it is reminiscent of like store-bought, but it's definitely, it's like probably crunchier unless you're getting like, uh, it's like fresh organic sauerkraut. Um, but I would say it's a little bit different. It's kind of like if you're having like plain, like wonder bread versus like homemade bread. Yeah. It's that kind of difference. Like it's the same thing. And if you're not a connoisseur of sauerkraut. You wouldn't know. Okay. I am a connoisseur, so I would you like are. to try it. In, in Germany, they had, it was different there. I think they cook it. It was kind of like brown, like it was, so, and it's a little bit sweeter. It was super good though. Sometimes there's little berries in there. And, oh, delicious. Okay. And this is straight up, I was going to say, I thought about uh, like browning it and sauteing the sauerkraut, but I wanted to get the uh, probiotic stuff in there. Like yeah. that was the idea is like have more fermented foods. So- I didn't want to kill the the bacteria and stuff in there. Oh, so if you saute it, you lose that benefit of it. I think it would kill them. Okay. Yeah. I think it kills them. So yeah, I, actually I will give you some. I want your feedback because I'm not a connoisseur of sauerkraut. Um, I don't eat it that often unless it's on a Reuben or something like that. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I'll send you home with a, <laughs> with a pretty healthy serving because we don't need a ton of it. So. Nice. All right. You have been doing dry January also. How's it going? Yeah, we've both been pretty much alcohol-free. I did make an exception for our anniversary. Our anniversary was uh, last week, so our tradition was to go to a local microbrewery and have a beer there. So we stopped it for that one day. But otherwise, yeah, we've been dry. I guess I did have a beer or two at Camp Fi early in January. So uh, uh, moist January, I would say. <laughs> And then otherwise, you, you didn't go up to a brewery like in Fort Collins at any point in time or anything? Um, no. No? You sure? Brewery in Fort Collins. I thought, I thought maybe when JT was in town. Oh, that was before January though, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember when he was in oh, okay. town. I thought that was in okay. December because he clear. got in like okay. the 20th. Yeah. <laughs> JT, who's been on the episode, we'll put a link to him in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was that was December. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm dry except for like when I go out and drink. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I went to Camp Fi and he was here and he was gone by the time I got back. And Camp Fi was early January. Yeah. Okay. You're you're cool. Yeah. Okay. So it's been pretty easy, hard. Like, what's it been like? Yeah, it's been. It, it's. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I usually don't drink a. whole whole lot to begin with, but when I do, it screws with my sleep. And I think it screws with my sleep more than I thought it did. Like there's the the primary effect that when I drink, I get all warm, you, you're, you get vasodilation, so your blood vessels expand and I always wake up in the middle of the night all sweaty and, and that's not good. So I've tried to avoid going to bed under the effects of any alcohol, but just in general, I've probably slept better in the past month than I have in years. I go to sleep right away, which is always my issue. I have trouble falling asleep, but I fall asleep and I've been able to sleep later too. Like I've slept till 6.30 a couple days and I can't remember the last time I've slept that late. I, I don't choose to get up early. It's just what my body does. But 
Uh, since I stopped with the booze, with the beer, I've been able to sleep late and it's glorious. I feel really good, actually. Have you done dry Januarys before? I have not. Okay. Gotcha. And then when you don't drink for, say, like two weeks or something, do you see the same benefit that you just mentioned where, like, you'll be able to sleep later in the morning? Uh, the question is, if I don't drink for two weeks, do I see that same benefit? Or mm-hmm. This is probably the first time in years that I haven't had a drink for an extended period of time. Uh, so I don't have any, much experience with it, actually. This is the first time. We don't drink a lot. Usually it's only on weekends and a couple beers here and there. But even cutting that small amount out seems to have have had a big benefit. I'm trying to think if there are any other variables in our lives, and there really aren't that I can think of, but... Yeah. Are, you, are you less stressed out in any way? Um, I think I'm a better, happier person because I've been getting better sleep. I've noticed, and I've read about this before. It was in uh, some psychiatrist interviewed the Dalai Lama. I think the book is called The Art of Happiness. We'll put a link in the show notes. And this guy maintained, and he, he's a doctor, that he's able to cure like a quarter of his patients from depression just by getting them adequate sleep, like sleep leads to unhappiness. And I notice that with me and I see it in my kids. One of them turns into a demon when she doesn't get enough sleep. And uh, I'm not the best example of myself when I don't sleep. So now that I have been getting good sleep, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite good. Happier, uh, more productive. I could stay focused. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, how about you, Doug? Yeah, so dry January has been pretty easy. Actually, so I've done it maybe three times before and maybe like another month or so here and there. And I I know the triggers. So it's like who you're around, the time of day, um, just, you know, pure habit. And there's certain things I could do to make it easier. So like having herbal tea or like fizzy water instead of drinking it's no substitute for the fun that you can have on with alcohol but at least it's like taking the place of it so it hasn't been too hard the other thing is i wasn't planning on doing dry january elizabeth was and i was like i'll probably cut back um but then after i passed out like i said i was like i don't really feel like drinking (laughs) like right now so it's been pretty easy. No weed either, right? So in the past, I'd maybe have a couple edibles to you know pass the time to be intoxicated, but no no weed either. So I've been like sober. And you know, one contrast with you and I is like I would drink more during the week, not just social situations. So it was just like, hey, it's five o'clock, time to have a beer go to the kegerator, have a few beers. So it's like really easy to like daily drink, you know, two to four beers for like a really long stretch. Now I have lost a little weight. You know, part of it is like not compensating for the lack of alcohol with like extra calories, which I did um, the last time there was a dry January. I just like ate more dessert and didn't lose any weight didn't sleep any better, like no, no difference at all. But this year, trying not to overeat. So that's been good. And I weighed in, I think it was like one, it was, we'll call it 162 on January 1st. And over the weekend, like a day ago, it was like 150, 
like 156, say. So lost a couple pounds. I don't think it's muscle. We don't know, you know, exactly. Um, my scale gives a fat percentage, but it's not super accurate. So it's about 14%, but um, basically lost a little weight. So that's good. My sleep, which is a whole other topic we can come around to, um, but it maybe save for a whole other episode. My sleep has gotten a ton better, but I want to thank uh, Jake Simon, who's been an, on uh, one of the shows here, and we'll link to that episode. He hooked me up with a chili pad, and my sleep improved immediately in like early December while I still was drinking. So the chili pad helped a ton. My sleep hasn't specifically improved much more um, with not drinking in January, but it's much, I'm sleeping better now than I ever have been. And to echo exactly what you said, like I'm in a better mood. I'm not as stressed out. Problems don't seem as bad. I'm smarter. Like there's just a million things like when you're sleeping well. And I'm actually writing a blog post on my own personal blog, which should be ready by the time this episode comes out. But it's like basically me going from about seven hours per night to like eight and a half. And I'm also able to like sleep later in the day or later in the morning and fight through, you know, waking up at three in the morning and you're like, Oh my God, what's going to happen tomorrow? And you start stressing out. You do that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. But I'm like, I've figured out how to like work through that. And I'm just like sleeping way better. Hair's growing back. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If you didn't have alcohol in your life, you'd probably be like president of the United States right now, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, um, yeah, it, the sleep is so amazing. And, you know, f- like I said, fortunately, I mean, I know if I, if I do drink close to bedtime and have more than like two drinks, it does, you know, impact my sleep pretty bad. And I'll wake up sweaty and all that stuff. Um, so, of course, my answer is like drink earlier in the day. <laughs> um, which actually does work uh, and it doesn't mess up your sleep. You just have to drink a little bit earlier. Yeah. Start at like 11 o'clock in the morning, be done by two or three. and Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So yeah, no alcohol is great. Are you going to keep doing it after January? Um, I'm not going to completely abstain, but I think I'm really going to save it for social events. Like we're going to talk about economy in a couple moments here or there. I'll probably have a beer, like a social situation, but like this weekend, I'm not, we have an event at the HQ and I'm not going to drink it all there. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I probably will abstain. I, the, I was tempted one time we were at a friend's house and they're like, oh yeah, we're watching football. Of course we're going to drink. Do you want any? I'm like, yes, but no. Yeah. So no psychological thing, just when you're in that situation where you would have had a drink before. I've even thought about trying one of those. We've talked about this a little bit offline. One of those non-alcohol beers, I think you said Guinness might have a good one. And those are words I never thought would come from my mouth, but here we are. Right. Well, you guys, um, for your anniversary, you were uh, doing a little beer tasting. Some of my other friends were there too. Um, Actually, yeah, Jake and Matt uh, both been on the show. So you guys invited me for like a beer tasting. And I'm like, ah, either that's a good test for me, or it's just going to put me in a, like a failure situation. I wanted to see you guys. So what I did was I showed up very late. I showed up like at basically when you guys left, like I said, hi, 
you guys left. I hung out for a few more minutes. And ironically, I was talking to a sober friend of mine just the day before, and he drinks um, this like athletic brew or athletic brewing or something like that. And they do like all these non-alcoholic beers. He was like, it's so good, blah, blah, blah. So I was at the store. I picked up a six pack, which costs the same amount as a normal like alcoholic beer. Um, And I was like, ah, you know, I'll just, I I may try it out. Elizabeth was talking about like having one. So I was like, I'll, I'll pick one up. And I think if I if I continue uh, like not drinking beyond January, which I'll, I think I'm going to cut back, just like you're saying, but I'm like I'm just going to embrace like not drinking the beer. Like I don't want to drink like a fucking poor facsimile of an actual beer. Like I like the alcohol too, so I may as well just say like oh, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> no offense to people that are like have it, um, and I'll I'll probably finish the other few that we have, you know, I picked up a six pack. So there's a couple left. It was fine. It's not going to like fool me that it is an alcoholic beer, but it was fine. It tasted fizzy and it maybe like the HQ event. If I have one of those in a koozie, like no one's going to be like, Oh, Doug, why aren't you drinking a beer? Whatever. Yeah. I I think we tend to overestimate that. Overestimate that though. Like I've had that, thought before like oh this is going to be weird but i don't know i don't think in my experience there's been a couple other times at the hq i haven't drank in in other social situations and no one really even brings it up gotcha and i think you are right one one issue that i will have to figure out so i i'm a home brewer of beer i'm a beer judge i like to spend a lot of time on it so like i don't identify as very many things like i with my job, I never identified as like that. I didn't give a shit. I could stop the job. I didn't care. But like beer has been sort of like a nucleus for like my social life, my pastimes. So like my identity is tied up in it. And I'm like trying to figure out how to like just move on, which I, I mean, I can do, but it, it is that that's one of the few things where people would be like, what are you drinking? You know, beer, Doug. So now I'm like, I'm sober now, right? Like people are like, oh, which I'm not saying I'm sober now, but that's how it could come across, which I mean, it turns out if you say you're sober versus like, hey, dry January, then people leave you the fuck alone. Yeah. If it's dry January, they're like, I want to break you. But if you're like, I'm sober, they're like, oh, this dude has a problem. We should come up with a new diet. We, we're always talking about fucking asparagus. So like, no, we are on the asparagus <laughs> diet. In the, in, in the asparagus diet, one of the core tenets is no alcohol. So talk to me in a month when our 30-day asparagus fast is over. Asparafast. Asper- that's pretty good. The asparafast diet. Yeah. TM. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to write it. Yep. Reserve that URL. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think... I think I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to drink again because it turns out I bought a, I bought some beers that I want to f- drink. <laughs> They're in the kegerator. So I, I did move most of the beers out of the normal refrigerator, but yeah, it's been good. I encourage people to give it a shot and I, uh, we'll see how it goes. Check in with me later. Cool. Uh, let's see one last update on my life. I'll keep this one short and sweet. I haven't been on this podcast super often lately because I've been working on a house that house is almost done. A week from now, I think we're going to take pictures 
for the listing. All the work won't be done, but all the work that people could see and care about will be done. I still have to fix the furnace and we have to do some basement garage cleaning, some other random mechanical stuff. But yeah, it's just about at the end and then our life will return to just working on our primary house, which we probably should have finished before <laughs> we tackled anything else anyway. So we're really looking forward to being done with that. We'll put a video on the show notes. Cool. So what are you going to do with the house? It's like medium term. Is that the idea? Yeah, we can't do short term. Our HOA does not allow Airbnbs. I don't really want those in our neighborhood anyway. So I'm kind of happy about that. So we're going to do monthly rentals, monthly furnished rentals. So, and hopefully work with insurance companies. You can register with these companies and if someone has a house fire, they need a place to put people up and and it might be your house. Uh, so yeah, we'll try to do that and see how that works out. How's the market for that? Is there a pretty big demand? Um, I don't know. It was big during COVID because there was a lot of traveling health professionals. And I think that has died down a little bit. So I don't know. I'll talk to you in a month or two. We're also going to use it for Mindy's business. She has a real estate license. So if she has a client, for example, in between houses, we'll let people stay there. Uh, we'll also give people, if they need a place to stay, but they're looking to buy a house, we'll give them a break on the rent, probably give them a free month's rent if they use Mindy as her agent. So stuff like that. We have all kinds of plans and we'll move into it probably in four or five years because it is a smaller house. And with any luck, our kids, the baby birds will have left the nest at that time. Cool. That's cool. All right. And one one more update. Actually, a couple more updates for me. One, I got more uh, tattoo work done. I don't know. Did you did you notice this? I did see it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive. How long did that take? That took about two hours, and it's just um, it's just lined in. So it's more tribal stuff for the people that are just listening on my forearm area. So my whole forearm is pretty much filled up now. And in a couple weeks, by the time this episode comes out, it should be filled in, which uh, I think will probably take three or four hours to do the rest. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. And it's, um, I don't know, I'll probably, I may just kind of hold steady after that because like it's a lot of stuff on my arms. Yeah. What does the, uh, the Elizabeth think about this? She thinks I'm a little crazy. She doesn't have any tattoos and um, the, the pricing went up a little bit too. So when I paid for this, it went up from 150 bucks an hour to 200. So I was like, oh, so yeah, it's not exactly cheap. They're permanent though. So it's uh, the gift that keeps on giving. 150 to 200 though. That's pretty steep. I mean, I guess inflation is hitting all parts of our life. Yeah, man. It's like buying eggs, right? Man. Yeah. Eggs, tattoos. God. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. And yeah, they're, they're fun. Does Mindy have any other on, on the agenda here? Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. I kind of don't want to bring it up with her because then she'll uh, run off and, and get them. I, I'm not super excited about uh, I'm kind of indifferent to them, but I, I don't know. I guess I don't know why I said that. Uh, she, she, <laughs> yeah. she she has a lot of tattoos. I don't, I don't think she needs any more, but if they make her happy, she yeah. can uh, go for it. Yeah. You may want to rethink that. Like two of the closest people in your life have sleeves that they're working on. So you may want to say you really love tattoos. You find them sexy. Is that what, is that what you want to say? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it, Doug. <laughs> Especially yours. That is, uh, much different than Mindy's and, and much better. Our, our kid sees all these people tattoos. The older one, she's like, oh, when can I get a tattoo? She's like, I'm not 18, but if you sign off on it, I can get one too. I'm like, nope. Yeah, yeah. 
they're they're pretty cool. And I was going to say the great. I know Mindy doesn't listen to the show. They're they're long. She's a busy woman, <laughs> but we could do YouTube Shorts now, so I could make a short of this. It'll just be like ninety seconds or sixty seconds long, and I could send it to Mindy. And uh, she'll be able to hear what you said. Yeah, that'll be great. Just in time for our anniversary. Yeah, she'll, she'll be thrilled. All right. So last thing here, I have a note here that I'm excited about business. So one, you know, my, my other uh, business is like affiliate marketing and there's some courses and it's fine. I've been doing it for a handful of years and things get, you know, they get boring after you do them for a while. So I had been a little bit... I guess I've been looking for a topic area that wasn't repetitive for me that I've already talked about, talked about SEO, talked about keyword research and all these things that, you know, I'm just a little bored with, but ChatGPT came out in mid-December, which for the people that don't know, it's like a chat bot by OpenAI. And this is uh, like the 3.5 to, you know, 4.0-ish version of GPT, which came out a few years ago. And there's different AI tools and writers. And I've just been not that impressed. But ChatGPT is pretty cool. And I've actually played around with it a little bit more. And I started to figure out like some use cases for myself. And it's been pretty cool. Now, have you played with ChatGPT at all? I did. Uh, I can't remember what I asked it. So this isn't going to provide much value, but it was impressive. Whatever I put in there, it gave, it gave good answers. And I won't go too deep into it, but it took me, you know, a few couple weeks before I even like checked it out, even though people were like, Oh, it's really cool. I thought it was just the same as before. It's probably not going to be that impressive in, in my, you know, website industry, people were trying to get long form content, like, Hey, chat GPT, write a blog post about sleep, and then you end up with, you know, something that makes sense, but it's kind of generic. Maybe it's a little repetitive, but in, in this case, like it's a lot, it's a lot better. And I'm, I'm less interested in like long form content, but it was more like, Hey, chat GPT, we interviewed Mr. Money Mustache. Give us 10 titles. Here's the topic that we talked about. Give us 10 titles that might be good that would entice people to listen to it. So that's interesting. Have you heard of people writing like scripts, like movie scripts for it? No, I've seen some short stories, but maybe like 500 words long. You can do a whole like movie script, like 90 page movie script with chat GPT. So you'd have to break it down. And, you know, if you put in something generic, You'll get something generic back. But Elizabeth and I and my my sisters were thinking about a specific plot line for a Hallmark-style movie. So we had a, a couple ideas, some characters, and it, it won't do like 90 pages or whatever. However, you can put in like seed information. So here's the characters. Here's the plot line. Here's like some dialogue give me some scenes and then it'll list out scenes and then you could get it to write scene by scene. So you have to piecemeal it, but basically you could do like a 90 page, like a normal 90 minute movie script. Uh, you just have to do it scene by scene. Huh? So, and it's, I mean, again, the more information you put in, the more specific and the better it will be. So, and that was, you know, it's kind of, 
it's kind of something you have to to learn how to do and like develop a skill around it so that you can be very specific. It's very literal. Of course, it's a machine. Um, so again, if you're generic, it's not going to be great. But when I put in some specific dialogue for this stupid Hallmark movie that <laughs> we're putting together, I was like, that's not bad. Like it put it in the correct formatting and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I wonder how long it is before... AI creates a whole movie in even the the visual part of it too. Um, we're probably not that far off where you could put in a script and the thing could just spit out like an entire movie that would look real too. You might not even be able to differentiate it from real actors. And I, I haven't looked too closely at some of the um, AI illustration tools that are out there, but people are putting together stories that the AI writes with prompts for the illustration so it's more like a, a storybook like there's a, a picture it's not like a movie yet to my knowledge but it'll read the story over the custom ai created images which is pretty cool yeah so do you think all this one real quick well not a quick question we can talk about this <laughs> later but do you think all this ai stuff is good or bad for humans Probably, I haven't thought about it too much. I think kind of like social media, like it can be good or it could be bad. So pretty much a non-answer, but I think there's some, there's some cool value that you can get out of it. And if you, if you're looking to extract like positive thing that, that is good, you could probably get something good, but it could be abused yeah. just like social media, which uh side note. I think maybe one of the last times um, we were down here, Carl, I told you, I was like, I, I put the screen time limit on Instagram. My usage of the phone has gone down dramatically. Like it, it took a little tapering off, but like, I was like, I haven't even used Instagram in a few days, which I used to like scroll and waste time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I think that's about it. Any, anything else on your mind? Uh, you mentioned blogging. I didn't know you even had a blog. What do you mean by that? So, so I do have, um, I have an, a blog called niche type project where it's like affiliate marketing and such. So that's one place, but I have a dougcunnington.com, which basically it's just a landing page currently where it's like, here's the shit that I'm working on. And it links to the show, my other show, my YouTube channel, my online courses, a couple other things. And I was like, I want to write something about sleep, which doesn't really fit in to my marketing blog. And I was like, I'll put it on DougCunnington.com. I can just write some stuff. And I think, you know, JD Roth, who was sitting in for you for a couple episodes, he has moved to his JDRoth.com. And I don't know, have you caught up with him recently? Uh, I have not. I talked to him very briefly over text, but Mindy's had a couple uh, calls with him. Cool. Yeah. So basically he's sort of taking a hiatus on getrichslowly.org, um, which he wrote a blog post there so we could link up to that. Um, and he was like, I'm kind of want to go back to my like blogging roots. And I think he, you know, he put the seed in my head um, to do that. And I was like, yeah, I could like write about whatever the fuck I want on duckhuntington.com. So nice. I'm putting together the sleep post, which we'll link to because um, I'm going to put, all the details, all the things that like failed, all the things that worked, and like the 
um, biggest impact and all that stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think that's it for today. And uh, so Carl, are we, uh, are yeah. we going to go ahead? Uh, well, just a couple of things I want to mention real quick. Uh, some things I'm looking forward to this year. You and I are going to be at Economy in March. Uh, we have no financial affiliation with them, but Diana did give us a coupon code. If you hit all caps, mile high fi at checkout, I think you get like 10 or 15% off the ticket. So I've bought my tickets. I think it is almost sold out. So that's Cincinnati, I think around March 17th. Um, after that, we're going to go to New York City, which would be pretty cool. If anyone has good suggestions for pizza, I love pizza. Or <laughs> or anything else that we should do that might be a little bit off the beaten path in New York City, uh, hit us up. What's our what's our email address? Why can't I ever remember this? Carl at milehifi.com. Yeah, that's right. Ah, yes. You and, got it. Yeah. So if you have suggestions, I'd love to hear them or leave uh, comment on YouTube. We do respond to those. And uh, I don't think I told you this, Doug. We're also going to go to the Berkshire Hathaway Conference, which is Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. And I think that's in May. We're going to do that and run the 5K. So if anyone's going to be in Cincinnati, New York City, or Omaha, say hi to Doug and I or me when I'm at those other places. That's awesome. Yeah, you got some cool stuff coming up. I, we have a little travel, but um, not specked out. Is, is closely and not close on the horizon because you'll be, you know, economy's coming up here pretty quick. Yeah, geez, that's like a month and a half away, right? Yeah. Do you know if it's uh, sold out already? I think it almost is, but I think there's like 700 tickets and she sold like five or 600 of them. I don't know why I think that. I think someone might have mentioned that Cool at Camp 5, but yeah, I think she probably will sell out, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's going to be a fun time and we have... No obligations this time. Last year I was a speaker, but we can just eat Skyline Chili, go to Waffle House, and oh yeah, not worry about a thing. It's going to be awesome. It will be good. And you're you're staying at the is it the Fairfield Hotel? Yes. Okay, yep. me too. Yeah, yeah. That's, there's another one, but I think sort of the hub seems to be that Fairfield. Yeah, so I think so. It's going to be a good time. Kyle's going to be there again. It'll be a little reunion. All the crew. All right. Well, yeah, hit us up if you are going to economy or, uh, yeah, all of Carl's outings. Awesome. Yeah. Now, before we finish up, are we um, are we going to start recording more regularly or are you still working on the house quite a bit? I, you don't, I won't hold you to it. Yeah, I probably need another week or two off. I was thinking about starting up again probably mid-February. I've got a couple more weeks of, um, yeah, hardcore work to do wrap up all these loose ends and then I'll be back on the schedule. Cool. Yeah. We got Amber Lee, you know, on, on the hook for a couple, she's helped out with a few, so she'll be able to uh, sit in here and there. It's always good to have a little buffer in the, the old schedule. Yeah. So, all right, cool, man. We'll talk to you next time. Cool. See ya. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the mile high five podcast and I'm Doug Cunnington the balder host and carl jensen is the cool sexy one if you dig the show please do three things for us number one tell a friend a family member an enemy about the show we really don't care who you tell maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like it's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word it's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in in person so the virtual kind's pretty good and more importantly your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using. 
and that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week. Carl, we're back in the studio, and I'm pretty excited. You were telling me earlier you were doing some pull-ups, and things are good, but it's only after you've recovered from a, an odd sleeping injury that you were telling me about. That is, I'm the only human on earth who could injure myself in my sleep. So I, I used to sleep on my left side, Doug, and my shoulders just started to hurt. And it was weird. I couldn't do, I could do the, on a pull-up, I could do the pull-up part, but when going down, I couldn't go down. My shoulder would just start to scream with pain. So I'd have to like get a rocket step on that or just like drop from the thing and then grab it again and, and pull myself up. So I bought myself this body pillow to force myself to sleep on the other side. And now all my pain's gone. So my old ass is almost 50 and I, I feel great, Doug. Everything works and uh, it's wonderful. And I wish I could just train myself to sleep on my back, but that's a no-go for some reason. Okay. Well, that's cool. And um, I can't remember, did you say it was a Tim Ferriss body pillow? I didn't even know he had that in his uh, merchandise. It is. It's shaped like Tim. It is uh, it, it is anatomically correct. I didn't know if I wanted to go there, but yeah, it's uh, it's pleasant to to uh, cut off with. It's got built-in heating and cooling if, if you need that. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. great. Very cool. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, you, you have been doing good on the pull-ups. I've been trying to do a little bit more uh, as well. I think I told you before, like my elbows get a little tired, but I'm trying to, you know, make sure I don't overdo it and rest enough between, you know, workouts and all that stuff. So. Yeah. That's too bad about the elbows. I'm yeah. What do you even do about that? Just, it's some kind of like, what is it specifically? What is your issue? Uh, you know what? I'm not, a hundred percent sure it just feels a little sore around the the elbow. I don't know if it's like a ten tennis elbow tendonitis kind of thing, but my guess is it takes a long time to sort of like get your uh skeletal structure like strong enough. So I imagine I probably like worked out too hard, too soon, or too heavy or something like that. Um so I'm not sure other than like try to keep it where I can still work out. So I just make sure I take breaks and don't work out every day, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, that, that that's too bad. I really hate pain that prevents you from working out. Like working out kind of sucks, I'll admit it. I, like who likes to go to the gym and sweat and all that, but I think not being able to work out with something like that is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I take breaks. I listen to my body, you know, it's nice. like, hey, it's a lazy day. Then I don't work out. It's a lazy day. Just walk. 